things that I have learned, um, and before I get started, I just want to encourage you, um, you know, regardless of your background, uh, your belief, um, whether you believe in God, you don't believe in God, this is a place you can belong before you believe, and I always encourage you to wrestle with what I'm saying, um, you know, and, and not just go, oh, okay, Steve said that, you know. Um, but I'm going to read verses in that from the Bible. This is my source of authority here. And uh, anyway, I, I just want you to know that we set aside this time to create an environment for you to think through and explore um, these topics, okay? And we try to have topics that connect with your age group, where you're at, the things you're wrestling with. And to be honest, all these topics, they deal with me too. Uh, and so like friendship, I mean, are you kidding? That's like, I'm talking about that with my kids and I'm dealing with that myself. Okay. So this applies to everybody, but when it comes to just, um, when I look at what's dictated my life and the decisions I've made, um, there's two common denominators that I've seen that drive that one is for me, my relationship with God. And then the second is who I surround myself with. So when we talk about this, in fact, they were joking with me, oh, it's just friendship. And I was like, ah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, Because like I said, there's two things that I look at that have shaped and formed who I am, my relationship with God, and then second, who I surround myself with. Now, when I talk about who you surround yourself with, essentially, it's not just like, oh, I sit by them or they happen to be um, someone who lives in, if you live in a huge house with lots of people, they just happen to live in the house or uh, they're on the same floor in my dorm. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those people and not acquaintances. I'm talking about those people that you give the seat of authority to, those people who you look to for advice, those people you listen to, uh, you desire to hear their opinion about things. Um, and so essentially, uh, essentially, when there's someone like that in your life, you're giving them authority over you. Okay, And so I'm talking about those uh, people when we talk about friendships. Because, um, you know, we have people that maybe we would say, oh, that's a friend, but they're really an acquaintance, right? Um, some people go, well, I, you know, they follow me on social media, so they're my friend. Well, no, no, they're not probably. Okay. So we have to define what we're talking about here when we talk about friends. And I'm talking about the people that you're choosing uh, to give authority to over your own life. Uh, you're giving them permission to speak into the decisions you're wrestling with, you're thinking through. Um, those are the people we're talking about. Um, when I was uh, playing basketball uh, a long time ago, long time ago, and um, I was a ju- junior, a junior in college, and I had a coach, um, he was an assistant coach, he was younger, and I got along with him really well, uh, but he was, he was crazy intense. Like, he was one of those, you call them like psycho coaches, he was that guy. Um, like, he would just lose his mind, and... But we, I really liked him, and I think because I always would lose my mind. So we like got along, and, and we respected each other. And he sat me down one time after a practice, and he, and he said something that has stuck with me to this day. And maybe I've shared it before here. Um, and what he said was, Steve, I don't understand how you can be so disciplined here and in practice and discipline and how hard you work, and yet the rest of your life is an absolute mess. I don't understand that. Help me understand that. 
And I remember sitting there going, I don't really know how to, to explain that. That's just kind of how I live. And, but that, that has stuck with me. Now, why has that stuck with me? It stuck with me because um, in that moment, he was being more than just this coach. In that moment, he was demonstrating care for me, care enough to where he saw that the rest of my life was destructive, but this one area, an area that he benefited from me in as a player, that was, that was, that was going well, but he um, had the, 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 the relational um, opportunity, really, to speak truth into my life and say, hey man, but this is a mess. And what he was, what he was doing there to me, and, and as I've grown more in my life, and I look back on that, I go, man, he's being what we see biblically as, as a friend. That's what he was being. He was being a true friend. He's being a friend to me in that moment. And we're actually friends to this day. It's kind of funny. Um, I, but but I, look, I, I go back to that moment and I think of not only him, but other true friends that I've had in my life that have loved me enough uh, to tell me when something's not right. And, and I think that stands out to me now more than ever because we're in such a culture that you just want to agree with everybody for the most part, you, you know, and, and even like uh, if it's someone you like and you want to be their friend, what do you typically do? You typically try to agree with them. You typically try to find common ground. You typically try to encourage them in what they want to do. And I just find it's more and more rare that we're actually honest with the person that we say we're friends with. And biblically, that's what we're called to be. Like, you can't say, I'm your friend, but I'm not honest with you. It doesn't work that way. In fact, we see story after story um, of, of, one, people that were actually honest out of love, and then we see others that, that weren't, and we see destruction there. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the examples that I see in the Old Testament, and uh, maybe you know this story, maybe you don't, but David, who was a king, and if, you, if, you're un, if you're not familiar, he is the guy that had the sling, you know, drilled Goliath on the head, that cut off his head, but they leave that part out of the little kid books. And um, anyway, and so he becomes king, right? Well, he becomes king, and then he has this affair, um, and to cover up this affair with this woman, he has her husband murdered, and, uh, and all of that, okay? Just, uh, just awful. And there's a prophet at that time. The prophet's name was Nathan, and they, they, they were more than just, and a prophet at that time was literally, they were the mouthpiece of God. God spoke through them to the leaders, to the people, and so the prophet comes to David and he tells him a story about a man. And, and, and this man is evil. And, he, and so he breaks down this story and, and, he, and he literally says, what should be done to this man? And David's like, he should be killed, all these things. All these, he should pay back fourfold all that he did. He wronged this poor person. Um, I don't think he said he'd be killed, but wronged him. It, it, David was, was furious. And then Nathan says, you're that man. You're him. And, 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 it, and it says that David repented in that moment. Now, he received that because he knew where Nathan was coming from. He knew that Nathan, Nathan wasn't out to get him. He knew that Nathan ultimately cared about God more than him. And, 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 and knew that for David to be all that he was supposed to become... 
he had to be right with God and he wasn't. And so his friend said, hey man, this is, this is you. You're that person. And it reminds me of this verse, Proverbs 27, 6. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. And I look at that verse a little differently. Obviously, this last week, if you were there at our Sunday gatherings, I'm going through the book of John, and I talked about this last Sunday, how Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. And we see here, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. And you go, well, what does that mean? Wounds of a friend. I thought my friends were not supposed to wound me. Well, it's talking about a level of honesty that hurts sometimes, right? I mean, let's be honest. When, when, when someone tells you what you're doing and you don't like it, how does it feel? Like, oh, thank you for pointing out that I'm wrong here. Oh, that feels so good. No, you're, you're kind of upset, right? You're bummed and, and, and sometimes you know it deep down and, and it hurts a little bit. And, um, but ultimately, there's, there's an honesty component here that is what's really important. And, and so it's talking about there's actually faithfulness through the wounds of a friend um, versus the deceitful kisses of an enemy. In other words, um, you know, when I talked about that coach, I didn't like what I heard, but I needed to hear what I heard. And most friends, as I shared, don't do that. They will what? They'll tell you what you want to hear. Most friends are going to tell you what you want to hear. Most of your friends are. In fact, if I, if I like called, there's a bunch of friends right now I could call and, and, and I could say, hey, I'm making this decision. What do you think I should do? And they'll be like, well, what do you feel like you should do? And whatever I say, they'll go, good, go with that. Right? They, they're, they're, they're literally gonna just agree with me. You guys, some of you have friends and they're just gonna agree with you. They're just gonna agree with you. They're going to agree with, with what you should do in your relationship that you want to do. They're going to agree with uh, your, your life choices. They're going to agree with your political views. They're going to agree with your, your church views. Uh, they're going to agree with all those things. They're just going to align with what you want. Or they're going to do this. They're going to align you to what they want you to do. Okay, so there's two things typically that friends do. They either just agree with you and, and just say whatever maintains the relationship or second, they will um, say what they think you need to do with their opinion, okay? Now, when we talk about deceitful are the kisses of an enemy, when someone agrees with you, usually it feels what? It feels good, right? It feels good to be agreed with. You all should just nod, okay? You, yes, it feels good to be agreed with, but is that what's best for you in a lot of cases? Is that what's best for me? No. In fact, I'm so thankful that those true friends of mine that I'm thinking about that have called me out in different scenarios, in different situations, I'm so thankful for those wounds uh, that they delivered because it brought about transformation in my life. God used them. Okay, um, and, and, and so let, let's talk about this some more. When God created the world in the beginning, and we looked at this and we, we've been talking about relationships, he pronounced uh, that everything was good. He said everything is good. But then after he created Adam, he says this, this alarming statement. He says something essentially isn't good here. 
And in Genesis 2.18, this is what he says. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Okay, now we all use this verse and abuse this verse going, I need a wife, right? Like, I'm incomplete. You know, and then that's why Jerry Maguire, right? You complete me. It's biblical, okay? No. What we see here, Adam was not yet complete because Adam needed community. Adam needed community. See, the very first problem was isolation. It was social isolation. That was the very first problem. God's like, it's not good that this dude's alone. Okay? Now, obviously, his plan was with Eve was, and that they would procreate, right? And, and all of that. But ultimately, at the ground level here, it's like it's not good that he should be alone. And the Bible warns us about isolating from these friends that we should have in our life. In Proverbs 18.1, it says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Whoever isolates himself uh, seeks his own desire. Okay, one of the things that I have seen people in the last two years with the strongest of opinions are the people that have isolated themselves in certain camps and they refuse to leave those camps. They find themselves surrounded by all people that think exactly like they do and they step away and they go, this is who we are, this is what we believe. And then I have people over here and they're like, this is what we believe and they're boom and they're like this. And, 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 and what happens, you guys, is, is this. When we... Uh, are focused on our own desire and surrounding ourselves with people uh, like that, we break out against, it says, all sound judgment, okay? Um, and, and, and so this can, this can even happen in groups, but mostly it happens when you isolate yourself from the friends that you need to have in your life. Okay, there are so many um, decisions and poor decisions uh, that, that I have made that have come from me just being alone. How many crazy thoughts have you had? And let's just be honest, some of you have had some gnarly thoughts, right? And it's because you're just alone and you're playing through some crazy thoughts that you have no business thinking about. There's literally narratives you're creating in your mind simply because you're away from other people. You're away from sound wisdom. From, from friends that are going to help you uh, walk you away from where you're taking yourself. And so that's, that's one of the keys when we, when we look at um, our struggles, when we look at when we, uh, if we're trying to follow Jesus, when we really struggle following Jesus, it's, it's when we find ourselves in isolation um, because once we're in isolation um, and outside of community, um, we really start to do a number on ourselves. And all of a sudden, the enemy is influencing that time and that moment and 